Hello, and welcome to another episode of Don't Fuck With The Original. I am your host, Casper. And I'm your other hostess with the mostest, Becky Gremlin. Here to bring you all things spooky on Wednesdays, because... Wednesdays are for podcasts. Yay! So, guys, this is our first episode recorded on a computer. Yay! Yay! We're all high-tech and shit. We hope that it sounds better. Um, We're actually, if you stick around at the very end, there's going to be a little outro. So stick around and listen to that because it's cool. Yeah, we've got intro and outro music. Look at us moving up in the world. Yeah, we're doing it. (laughs) Also, we have a huge announcement at the end of this podcast, so stay tuned because we have some very exciting news for next week's podcast. And we're both... We're, we're, we're excited. We can't, we can't announce it now. Do you want to announce it now? Or do you want to make them wait? We should make them wait. Wait, okay, we'll make, we're going to make you suffer. We're going to make you wait. You have to suffer through this whole podcast (laughs) and wait till the very end. Hopefully you enjoy it. Hashtag sorry, not sorry. Hopefully you enjoy it. Hopefully it won't be too torturous. (laughs) (laughs) You guys know you love us. You wouldn't turn in every Wednesday if you didn't love I mean, good Lord. The, the fact that you guys, when we post these, and literally within minutes, we're getting you guys saying how you've looked forward to it all week, you've had a shitty week, and you're excited about it. That means a lot to us, okay? Yeah, it really does, though. <laughs> Seriously, guys. Like, all the support that we get. I know we've said this a million times, but we really do. We love you guys. We just want to make sure it's it's noted, as always. Yes. Absolutely. So this week we are talking about Step Cemetery, and I'm going to let Becky handle a lot of this because her dad is actually the one that experienced something in the cemetery, and it's actually in her hometown, really, really close to her hometown. So yeah. Um. So this was really interesting. I've my dad has talked about this story quite a few times, um, mentioning the cemetery and, uh. It never really, you know, dawned on me to do a whole lot of research about it, uh, you know, until, of course, we decided to do this podcast. And then it was like, okay, this is really, this is a lot more interesting than I thought, because not only does the cemetery itself have kind of an interesting history as far as paranormal goes, but what goes even further beyond the cemetery that actually my dad and none of my family really knew a whole lot about. Um, So where we'll start off is Step Cemetery um, is actually in, um, so it's closer to Bloomington, Indiana, which is where um, Indiana University is. Go Hoosiers! Sorry. Um, Um, No. (laughs) This is is where we differ in our friendship right here. Guys, this is like... No. UK all the way. <laughs> Go Big Blue. This is I literally where we uh I was born bleeding blue, guys. Yeah. So you have a Hoosier bleeding, fan bleeding and you have a UK in. fan, so So that's all right. It's okay. It's, it's her right. only we flaw. It's her only flaw. So <laughs> this is if if that's literally our only flaws is our difference in college basketball teams, then come on guys. The world can be a better place. Like <laughs> truth. <laughs> But, um, so it's actually outside of Bloomington, Indiana. It's, it's in a really small town called Martinsville, Indiana. And, um, it's outside. So it's in Morgan Monroe State Forest. Um, it's this really dense forest that's north of Bloomington, right in this town called Martinsville. And it's actually in between two counties, hence the name. So it's Morgan County and Monroe County, Indiana. Um, it's off of a, road old state road 37 um and then that's basically where you go to get to the forest and then apparently to walk into where the cemetery is it's just this dirt path and then boom there's the cemetery right there um that's not ominous enough you're walking down a dirt road to the random cemetery it it, and actually the sign that's there now that a (laughs) lot of people you guys probably saw on our social media that actually says step cemetery that sign wasn't put up until I think the 80s or 90s. So for years, it was literally just you'd go walking through this creepy ass forest, and boom, there's the cemetery, like out of nowhere. Oh, that's <laughs> so, nice to put a sign up because otherwise I'd be like, um, the fuck? yeah, like what, what, what? 
So the um, cemetery was actually, um, so the land was purchased in 1856 by a man named Reuben Stepp. Um, he sold it to a man named Will Peterson in 1884, and the state of Indiana purchased it in 1929. Um, so the original name came from the Stepp family. Um, I don't know how many steps are actually buried there to this day. I think a couple of them are. Um, but the person that it was sold to, Will Peterson, moved to Texas. And then once the um, Indiana land purchased it in 1929, um, it's now maintained by the Department of Natural Resources. Um, it says that the last grave dated there was back in 2004. So it's got graves from the 1870s all the way up until 2004 apparently so that's probably the most modern one there um so actual hauntings about step cemetery didn't really start until around the like 1950s and 60s um because pretty much nobody really knew about the cemetery like i said it was owned by the family but then in the 1920s once the state took it over it just kind of became a part of this forest and that was pretty much it but then in the 1950s and 60s with it being so close to a college town and there being cars now you know kids would kind of go out there and it would be like a popular makeout spot or like popular place where kids would like go and drink beers or whatever and then that's when people just kind of stumbled like holy shit there's a cemetery in the middle of this forest and shortly thereafter is when all of these reported hauntings started. Um, some of the most significant hauntings center around the woman in black. Um, so the story goes, there's one specific grave there that has the name Baby Lester on it in the year 1937. Um, and I actually was able to get some pretty interesting information about um, the uh, Baby Lester gravesite. Um, so it was apparently a baby that was born, stillborn, to a woman named Ol Oh wow, this name, you guys. You can definitely <laughs> tell this was an old school name. It's Olith Olithia Prior Alethia? Lester. Alithia? 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 We'll say Alithia. <laughs> um Alithia Prior Lester and Harley Lester. Um shortly after shortly before Harley, her husband Harley died um, the story goes that baby didn't even have a name. Baby Lester took one, she was born stillborn. I guess the baby took one breath and died. Now, I think wow. there's been reports that the baby, I've heard the baby's male. I've heard the baby's female. Again, there's no name. All the grave site says is baby Lester, 1937. That's all it says. Did you just assume um, the baby's gender? I did. I totally, I'm sorry. It could be they, them, or Zimzer for all I know. We'll it's just, a Zimzer. We'll Get refer real, to we'll please. refer to Baby Lester as Zim for the rest of the uh, podcast. So oh Zim was <laughs> Invader Zim. Um, Zim hashtag, hashtag to all the '90s kids out there if you remember Invader. Oh Zim. Oh my God, Invader Zim was the shit. Wasn't it awesome? I'm so glad you remember Invader Zim. Anyway, I digress. Um, so <laughs> the baby only had one sibling. Apparently, um, the mother had a daughter named Pauline Pryor. Uh, I couldn't find anything more about the family past this, but the way the story goes is that um, the woman in black was uh, Baby Lester's mother, that apparently there was a tree, there was like a tree stump that was near the gravesite, and before, uh, I guess, the mother passed away, she would come and sit on this tree stump and mourn her baby. So it was an actual woman in black at one time that was mourning. But then every time people would show up, she would get up and run away. Well, I guess at some point later, she must have passed away and is still unable to get over the grief of losing her baby. So she still haunts the cemetery to this day. Um, now, apparently the stump near baby Lester's grave is no longer there. Um, it's the humidifier. Oh. Sorry. Sorry, shit was making weird noises and Casper had this look on her face. Like, I I'm I kinda had a freak out because she's like, This woman was haunting the cemetery and I'm like listening to something like move in the room and I'm like, like wait. Is something coming out of the wall? <laughs> um so uh yeah, like I said, I haven't been able to find any information on her, but uh, apparently she is the woman in black. Well the picture that I posted, wasn't that a grave? kind of made into what looked like kind of like a seat kind of thing. 
that they say that she still well, sits on or something like that? There's been, there's been conflicting reports from people that live in the area. Apparently gotcha. the original tree stump that was near Baby Lester's, there was a tree stump that was in the entrance of the cemetery. Supposedly that was the tree stump. That's no longer there. There is a tree stump by Baby Lester's grave. So there's been conflicting reports of exactly which one was the, uh, it was it was later called like the witches or warlock tree stump. But um, another thing that goes along with the tree stump too is apparently if you sit on the tree stump for 30 seconds, uh, you have like a near death experience. So apparently this, or you die in seven days. I don't know. It's like the fucking, the fucking the tree stump is the goddamn tape from the ring apparently. I don't know. It's some weird ass stories I found. But um that's like later folklore, I guess, that came. Um, so women started, people people started reporting seeing this woman in black, mostly in the 50s and 60s. Um, so we're all bring my dad into play into this story, uh, Mr. Mr. Becky Gremlin. Um, Mr. Becky. <laughs> Mr. Becky Gremlin. Mr. Becky. <laughs> Mr. Becky. <laughs> Her dad, dad is incredible. By my the dad's way, gonna listen to this and go, "What the hell?" He—that's literally what how he's hell? gonna say it too. Just imagine her voice <laughs> a little bit hell? deeper. <laughs> what is what is my daughter? Mr. Be- I'm gonna call him Mr. Becky next time I see him. He's gonna be like, "She got that from her mom." I don't know. She didn't get that from me. We don't even know. So, um, in September of 1966, uh, my dad would have been 19. He uh, graduated high school in '65. Um, his, him and his sister and his, a friend of his sister's at the time that she worked with. Um, so the story I got was my dad had never been to Step Cemetery before. His sister had never been there before, but apparently, uh, this friend of hers named Karen kept hearing all these stories. And I guess maybe she had seen something back there at one time. So one day, all three of them decided like, Hey, might as well, let's just take a drive out there and and we'll go. So uh, my dad and his sister drove out there and they were actually going to meet Karen there that evening. So um, they drive up. They see Karen. She's running towards them hysterical. And they're like, what what what's going on? And they happen to see off in the distance that there was police around near where the entrance of the cemetery was. Karen runs to them and says, oh, my God, the cops have it blocked off. There's a there's a dog hanging from a tree. So they walk up as far as they can go to where the police are there and they see a German shepherd hanging by its neck from a tree and it had been stabbed multiple times. Um, My dad said that news reports afterwards, they were never able to pinpoint who did it. I guess the rumor that went around town that, again, like I said, this is close to Indiana University. The rumor that went around town was apparently this was a fraternity prank, but it was never solved. There was never, I couldn't find anything about it. My dad told me he never heard of it ever being solved. Um, That's a fucked up prank, though, if it was a prank. I mean, that's what I kept thinking. Like, I've heard of some really crazy fucking frat pranks. I mean, you know drinking too much water and stealing panties and crazy shit like that. But I mean, like a fucking the stabbing. Raid. You have to stab a dog to death and hang it from a tree to be a part of Kappa Phi Beta Omega or whatever. I think you just combined all of them into <laughs> <I just> one. Xi <laughs> Beta Kappa Phi. I'm sorry. If I, I'm probably pissing a lot of frat boys out there. I apologize. I went to community college. Sorry. Um, I didn't go to college. So. So. <laughs> I'm just, I'm going by what, 90s movies taught me about college, like Bring It On, and stuff. <laughs> or I think that was high school. Was that high school? I think Bring It On was high school. Well, American well, Pie. Wasn't well, they later though. went to college. American though, right? Pie, Book of Love, <laughs> wasn't that right. one? Of, one of those. Wasn't that college. one of? Anyway, <laughs> anyway, I don't even remember much from the first one. Sorry, guys, but that's a really fucked up prank. Like I couldn't even imagine. If, that, if someone told me to do that as a prank, I'd be like, you know, I'm gonna be able. I don't, don't want to be a part of this yeah, right now. So that's think fine. I want to do this. I'm out. That was fun, guys. Thanks. I'm going to go raid some panties. You'd rather do a panty raid. That was a SpongeBob reference. Um, I know. I I caught that. SpongeBob. Dude, we're dropping all the Nickelodeon. I'm sorry. Invader Zim. SpongeBob. Like you said last time, you come here. You're not going to get only horror. 
Apparently, we're on a Nickelodeon kick. Now we're tonight. on Nickelodeon kick. I don't know what the hell's tonight. going on right now. Um. So, not long. Well, unfortunately, not long after this incident happened in September of 1966, my dad was drafted into the army, and he went to Vietnam. Um, and then didn't come back until 1968. So, um, my aunt, my aunt is like, guys, she, she does not play with this stuff. She has never been back since. And she absolutely refuses to go back. Um, apparently in 1972, when my dad was enrolled in college around, uh, at, at Indiana University, coincidentally, um, he went back and, he never, he says he never saw anything. He decided with a group of friends, oh, let's go back. He never saw anything. Um, what I ended up telling my dad, though, and he didn't know this, that not long after he and uh, his sister and this friend of theirs saw the dog, there are to this day still reports of people seeing a black dog. Um Sometimes the dog gets referenced with the woman in black. I don't, there's really no distinction um, between them because the woman in black was being seen way before the whole dog incident happened. So I don't really think there's any connection. Just in case you guys decide to do your own research, I did see some things out there where they were trying to say like, oh, it was this witch that died and that was her dog and I'm not buying that. Um, well, they also said it was something to do with like the the whole baby situation where it was like sometimes it's seen hovering over the baby's grave right. where they were like it's kind of protecting the baby like kind it's of protecting thing. Baby but like Lester, you just yeah. said the woman was seen so much longer before the dog that I just maybe the dog's spirit is intelligent and maybe it just Could wants be. to protect the baby because that's a dog's instinct. And right. Most dogs, if you put a baby around them, their instinct is to protect it. Especially German shepherds. If people know anything oh, about yeah. German shepherds, German shepherds I mean, they're, are... they're trained as guard dogs and police dogs. Yeah. So they're automatically a dog that is, they they have that instinct to protect. Um, side note, guys, I actually found out today from a um, some videos I watched on YouTube that... Uh, Apparently, the tree uh, that the my dad saw, uh, this tree is gone now. Um, I don't know if somebody cut down the tree or... You guys have to remember, this is a really old forest, so, you know, storms will come through or maybe just sometimes these trees are so old they'll just fall over, but apparently this tree is no longer, is no longer there. Um, so, uh, again, like I said... Um, there's still reports to this day. There's still people. It's actually been voted uh, the number one most haunted cemetery in Indiana. So, really? like, yeah. So, there's a lot of, you know, if people know about anything of, like, the landscape of Indiana, um, there's a lot of, especially in and around, like, central Indiana where Bloomington is, there's a lot of really little small towns that were incorporated back in the 1800s not long after you know Indians left the land so there's a lot of little incorporated towns that were there that maybe still exist to this day or don't exist at all or if they do still exist you blink and you drive right through these towns there's like literally nothing there so um there uh I just lost my train of thought. Sorry. Um, but no, what I was going to say was uh, we actually plan on. So I have never personally been there myself. And um, we are going to plan on doing a follow up podcast to this because we are going to go. Um, I think we might try to do some EVP burst sessions yeah. too. There's That'd a be lot really of cool videos. Oh, before I lost my train of thought. Sorry. Shout, I'm going to give a quick shout out, guys, to another uh, a paranormal group, a paranormal podcast out there called Oddity Files. Um, one of the women that runs it, her name's Kitsy. She's actually from Bloomington. Um, and, uh, they did a really great video on YouTube, if you guys can catch it, where they did a spirit box section there. And, um, they got some great feedback on that spirit box session. It was really, really incredible. It was really incredible. So yeah, definitely. I want to do some EVP sessions when we're there. Um, didn't want to make everybody know that, uh, and... Just so you guys know, um, the park closes after 11. <laughs> so anybody that, you know, we're going to try not to get busted if we go back there. But just so people know, if you do go after dark, um, 
I, you know, I guess the town is so used to people knowing about the cemetery now that obviously, as long as you're not back there doing anything crazy or vandalizing anything, because unfortunately, considering its history, which we're uh, gonna get into that, yeah. Um, don't, you know, unfortunately there have been some instances of vandalism back there with people like vandalizing gravestones and knocking them over, which is super shitty. Like you need to remember, this is a, this is a place of rest for the dead. I don't care how long it's been around. You need to be respectful. Mm -hmm. But, um, the, apparently, um, the, they don't, they don't really, as long as you're not back there disrupting anybody, they, they know people go back there and do ghost hunts and stuff. But, um, yeah, I was just going to make the point of saying apparently the park does close after 11, so they usually well, don't take lame. too kindly people being back there at midnight. But um, also, and this will go into the next thing we're going to talk about, which is which, which is kind of what I believe in. I think the dog thing is more connected with, I think, either uh, satanic activity, because if you guys, if anybody's familiar with any satanic activity... It's animal sacrifices. And apparently... That's where it starts anyway. Apparently, one of the YouTube videos I watched, uh, this guy that's from Indiana talked about when he was younger that there used to be a spot near where Step Cemetery was where they used to see animal carcasses. They used Hmm. to just find animal carcasses when he was a kid. You would walk past it, and clearly this was somewhere where there were animal sacrifices done. So I think that this is either... Some, some type of satanic worship, which very well could happen. I mean, occultists are, you know, they... That's not uncommon in cemeteries. To go to a cemetery, especially that's really not, old yeah. cemeteries and even not cemeteries uncommon. with that type of history. Like, that's not uncommon at all. So um, it's either satanic or, guys, this leads into the other part of this story that I found out about that I told you that my family knew nothing about. And this is about a cult called the Crabite Cult. Um it's spelled C-R-A-B-B-I-T-E. Um, and the cult was started by a man named William Crab. Um, so this, guys, the story of, oh my God, nothing ceases to amaze me anymore, guys. We live in a day and age of flat earthers and Scientologists. So, you know, if people are believing that shit in 2019, it doesn't surprise me at all that people were believing this shit back in the early 1800s or late 1800s, early 1900s. Doesn't surprise me at all. Um, So where the original history of the Crabites started was from a church called the Church of the Firstborn. So the history of that church actually stems from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. There was a man uh, by the name of John Morris who uh, kind of like took off on his own from the LDS church and basically created his own, uh, well, again, I guess we can call him a cult. They called call him the Morisites, and the Morisites founded this church of the firstborn. Um, well, Morisites obviously kind of broke off, left from that area, and there was a group that came to Indianapolis that ultimately settled and then kind of moved from Indianapolis into around this Bloomington, Martinsville area. Um, and uh, basically, once William Crabb got a hold of it, he wrote it into um, his belief. And they actually, so the Church of the Firstborn took the, and I'm sure a lot of you are probably familiar with it. I'm sorry, I don't have the exact uh Biblical reference, but there is a uh, verse, that was the word I was trying to think of, there's a verse in the book of Revelations about the uh, angels at the four corners, and um, I was going to say, Casper, if you wanted to look it up, but um, they took the literal... Yeah, it says there's a part in Revelations where it says something about the four corners of the earth where the angels will be. So the Crabites believed that the earth was square. So they took the literal definition of angels at all four corners, meaning that, it, well, if there's four corners, then that would mean that. So the NIV says, after this, I saw four angels standing at the four corners of the earth holding back the four winds of the earth to prevent any wind from blowing on the land or sea or in any tree. That is Revelation 7, 1. Right. Chapter 7, verse 1. Right. Awesome. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, they li- they took the literal definition of this and actually believed that the uh, earth was square. 
So, and, so you got like the flat earthers and you got the people who believe the earth is round and then all of a sudden there's square earthers. Yeah, the earth is square. What about a hexagon? You know what? They really <laughs> should start thinking outside the box. <laughs> now I want Taco Bell. Yo quiero Taco Bell. <laughs> but seriously, though, they really should start thinking Terrible. outside the box. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> God. That was I bad. crack myself up, guys. So, um, Ooh, Taco Bell so, right. I know. Does anybody ever just crave Taco Bell? Dude, guys, I mean, seriously, I don't, you know, you got your average stoner, you got your average, I've had a few beers, you've got your just average, hey, I'm sitting at home, Taco, Taco Bell, Bell sounds good. Like, I don't even have to have a reason. I just want some mother. I kind of Taco agree Bell. with Anna Kendrick on that. I'm low-key obsessed with Taco Bell. You know, it's whatever. <laughs> so, um... Sorry. No, you're fine. Now I'm like all about Taco Bell. Good Jesus, guys. Now there's going to be people out here like, God damn it, guys. I just ate, but you know, that Everybody does sound to this po- mighty Well, tasty. some of these people listen to this podcast in the evening, so y'all yeah. are going to be wanting to talk about 10 o'clock at night. Yeah, they're open till 1 a.m. Um, Some locations. Uh, <laughs> Promotion. I think Grubhub, too. Um, terrible. So, William Crabb, I'll get back to a little bit of history about this guy. He was born in 1856. He uh, died in 1927. Um, And then, obviously, before he passed away, he joined this Church of the Firstborn. um, And they moved. They actually, the church, there was a church near Indianapolis where these, where they broke off. Um, Once this little church in Indianapolis was actually destroyed by vandals, um, a lot of them moved to uh, Nashville, Indiana, which is in Brown County, which is actually closer to where my family's from. And um, William Crabb, uh, along with, of course, believing that the earth was square, didn't believe in preaching in a church. So he would preach on top of a grove. Um, his biggest claim to fame, though, if a lot of people research him, is that he was into snake charming. So he was one of those where he would sort of like get people into paying attention to what he had to say through basically handling snakes and he snakes would bite him and he would say that you know he was immune to it and he can handle well, basically snake bites. if they they would let it bite <clears throat> excuse me multiple people and then if they prayed hard enough and believed enough and and had enough faith the venom would not bother them right they would live through it. But they, they had would, to believe hard and had to pray hard enough. And then they would dance around and yeah. speak in tongues. They were very, very about the snake. Yeah. Which is weird because not only were they about the snakes, but they were all about orgies. So it's like, where do you get, where do you go from snakes to fucking each other? They would talk, this guy, they would basically call him like, like a sideshow circus performer. He actually... He actually didn't even, this is the other weird thing about the Krabbit. So they didn't even read the Bible. They didn't even read the Bible. They took that one verse, took that as a literal definition, and then nothing else came from the Bible. It was all visions. They said that they didn't need to read anything in the Bible because God would tell them everything that they needed to know. So as long as he had a vision about it, everybody went with that, apparently. So there you go. Although they needed the Bible for their original verse. With the, yeah, for the original, (laughs) yeah, so go figure. Guys, this is what I'm saying, these, if, if, if you'll believe in, in Xenu and Scientology and the earth being flat and no space, I could, now in 2019, I could literally believe people believing in this shit back in the 1800s, so, um, uh, before, William Crabb did die in 1927. Now, here's the interesting thing. Prior to him passing away, um, he married a woman in 1879 by the name of Nancy Ann Petro. Back to my dad, which is kind of weird. Um, Nancy Ann Petro was from Nashville, Indiana. My dad went to high school in Nashville, Indiana. Went to high school with people with the last name Petro. That's not an uncommon. What? That's not a common last name. It's not at all. It's so he, they had. So they had to be related. They would have to be. I would think if she was from that town. I mean. You know, how would there, of course, I would think there would still be descendants 200 years later. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Um, William Crabb and Nancy had 13 kids before he died. All of them were girls except one. 12 girls this family had. Yeah. 
So, um, Good God, that poor man. Oh, my God. But there again, I mean, we talked about the, you know, they either they didn't believe in birth control or there was no birth control or obviously if there was a cult that's, you know, keep this doing the sexual this stuff going. Yeah. Well, what's really crazy is none of the So this is what's so crazy. So he died in 1927. Well, there started up. I didn't find anything again about crabites until the 1950s. And this is where um, the whole thing with the orgies come up. So there was it was reported that um, a woman named June Fulford. Um, who was from Nashville, Indiana. She talked about in the 1950s that um, there was a group of, that her father at, or no, this was her grandfather, I'm sorry. Her grandfather was some type of uh, government official, or I guess either a cop or sheriff or something of the town of, I think, Martinsville at the time. And there was a report of a bonfire and a bunch of naked people running through this, running through the forest in the fifties and he, he shows up with a bull whip and they were having an orgy back there and he had to go break it up by flicking this bull whip because these people were in a frenzy going crazy, running around naked, having a big orgy in the cemetery. So I'm just sensing some BDSM in this shit. Dude, like there's a bull whip, there's naked ass people running around like crazy. <laughs> That sounds a little too like, hmm, like, okay, uh, I don't know why a bullwhip, but whatevs, uh, apparently that was Don't bring a gun way. to a bullwhip fight. Yep, don't do it. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, so I, it's so strange that he died in 1927, but then it's some 20-odd years later that this report comes in that's His kid carried back. it on. That's why I said there had it. to be... There had to be family members that still carried on with this cult because, like I said, I mean, it was so this was something that was really influential around that time. Like they were actually the family was actually ran out of uh, Nashville. They were ran out prior to him dying. They were actually ran out of Brown County. So um they ended up going to, and this is what else I found was interesting. So the cemetery is in a small town called Martinsville. Outside of Martinsville is a small town called Mahalasville. William Crabb's mother's name was Mahala. Her name was Mahala Crabb. Um, she died in, she was born in 1837, died in 1887. Um, she is actually buried in a cemetery in Nashville, Indiana. Um, but again, like I said, apparently, because of all the snake stuff, the town wanted nothing to do with it. They ran William Crabb out, and that's when the family ultimately settled in Mahalasville, outside of Martinsville. So I think with Martinsville, with the cemetery being in the forest in Martinsville, being so close to Mahalasville, is what leads me to think that they were still practicing in and around the cemetery. And then even after he died, I think his kids still carried it on. Um where all the, I, I never saw any reports of back when he was alive, there being any type of sexual perversions, but maybe there was, who knows? We don't, we don't know. But that was the first reported case that I found was in the fifties when this orgy was broken up uh, in the cemetery around that time in the fifties. And then movie with that in it. I just kind of want to see that play out with a fucking bull whip. I know, right? Like, <laughs> no, but like, seriously, like, I wish there was more. This would, this would honestly, I think this would be a really, really interesting story for somebody to take on about these crabites. Like, I wish I there was more this, information on this. This really super, just this creepy old guy. And I mean, apparently he was. Like, there was, um, I did find one newspaper article that I was able to see. And uh, the artist rendering that they had of him, he looked kind of creepy. He was this tall, skinny, kind of gangly looking guy with this kind of scratchy looking beard. Oh my God, so he was the crooked man. Like, oh God. It was the crooked man in my Nightmares forever now, ew. Slender man and the crooked man had a baby. Like super creepy with this creepy gangly like beard hanging off of his chin, playing with snakes and shit. Oh God. Um, (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I know. So With um, Methuselah. Methuselah. Medusa. Yep. Medusa. I'm Methuselah. sorry. Methuselah is the oldest man from the Bible. I don't, I, I. <laughs> hey, we're on the Bible talk. 
We're totally out, talking we're about Medusa out, uh, because snakes, but you know, Methuselah out, decided you know, to come book out of Revelations all up in there. Um, but He's yeah, not in Revelation, but that's fine. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, I know Methuselah's not in Revelation, well, no, but that was yeah. just funny. I'm sorry. I, no, you're totally fine. Um, but yeah, like I said, guys, I did not find. That was really about the only thing I could find. Yeah, but it's really crazy how so many people know about Step Cemetery just because of this woman in black, but nobody knows this connection. Very few people, anyway, know of this connection with this crab cult. Know anything? Know anything about these crabites? But I just thought it was really interesting that. It all, just the history of that, and guys, we, if you know anything about the Church of Latter-day Saints, we know there's some weird shit with Mormons. So the fact that, like, it started off as this Morris guy shooting off from the Mormons, creating these Morrisites that believe in this Church of the Firstborn square earth shit. So then the Morrisites move from Utah, travel all the way east to Indiana, Church of the Firstborn settles in Indianapolis, they break off into these crabites because William Crab takes, you know, pieces of what they believe in, but then kind of works into this snake thing. And then they get ran out of Nashville, Indiana, into Martinsville, Indiana, not far from where the cemetery is. It's just such a weird connection. And then the fact that the family resided in a town named after his mother, and that's where he died. And it's, Literally, like, not even an hour away from where the cemetery is to this day. So All connected. All connected. I, I still, for whatever reason, I still feel like there's descendants of his that still live in that town. And even to this day, I think that they probably still do practices. I think that that crab as spiritually cult, active as that area is, they have to be. Yep, it's so active over there. From what I've heard, they said that. So the one video that I watched on YouTube, this guy was a kid in the eighties, seventies, eighties. So he said even then. So you're talking. This is ten, fifteen years flash forward from my dad's story of the dog being hung by the tree. He's saying as a kid that near the cemetery, they would always find animal carcasses, weird animal carcasses. And it wasn't like, you know, like you would just naturally come through the woods. You know, there's coyotes. There's coyotes and stuff back there anyway. It's not like, oh, you know, you would expect like, oh, a coyote killed a rabbit, whatever. No, these are like house pets. This is like a cat showing up, a dog's head on a spike, just random weird shit. Yeah. What, a dog's head on a spike? That's not a natural death? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, you didn't know that just that doesn't just spontaneously just happen. Somebody I have actually been... have to do that. <laughs> you have to physically take the head off and stick it on the spike. Um, but yeah, so you're talking even into the 80s, this guy was saying stuff like this was happening, that there were still animal sacrifices going on. So I firmly believe that that dog that my dad saw hanging from that tree was a cult sacrifice and I think that even years later even now they still do cult activities there's still guys there's still reports of uh you know witchcraft I mean I'm I'm a witch and you know we are naturally drawn to cemeteries but in a different way I look at it more as a place of peace for the dead because I'm respectful but obviously if people are satanists which is a totally different thing they are using they will literally grip they'll they'll dig up great they'll dig up bones they'll they'll do sacrifices right there like that's that's their agenda like their agenda is not for good it's not for peace to respect the dead it's for their own disturbing agenda um and again, I don't even think it's so much satanic. I really think it's this crabite cult. I think it is awesome. But what are they making sacrifices to? See, I don't know. That's the thing. It, it that's doesn't so crazy. say who they really worship. I think that it has really, I think it's offshooted into something that is even way crazier than what William Crab even intended. Probably. I don't even think that, I think now it's probably taken on even more of a life of its own to where I think that over the years it did start to become more demonic and satanic. Satanic. Yeah. 
Yeah, probably. I truly believe so. I truly believe so. And I think Especially that, if they're killing animals, because nine times yeah. out of ten, animals or satanic cults will start with animal sacrifices before they start doing some humans. With, with humans. Yeah. Now, I have not heard any reports of any animal. I haven't been able to read anything about any animal sacrifices recently. Um, but like I said, they do still find, you know, graffiti and gravestones being disturbed and so there there's still obviously some type of activity going on back there um there was another i there was another thing i found too that was interesting that i did want to bring up and i just just to kind of throw more stories out there because this is at this point this is all speculation we really don't know a lot of information but um i did read a report of an unsolved murder it was actually just solved recently because the murderer confessed like so crazy how people just like oh well you know I lived with this for like 50 years I guess I'm gonna now I'll say something um there was a hate crime there was a a black woman that was murdered uh back in the 60s uh in that town um in Martinsville uh I I don't really think it was really connected with the cemetery in any way um but apparently there was a uh small KKK group around that time in the 60s guys you know this was civil rights a lot of racism pretty much everywhere and not that it, not that it doesn't still exist but obviously it was even more so in the 60s but a black woman was murdered um it was kkk motivated and just recently within the last couple of years did the guy finally confess to the murder so um there's i, I even kind of threw in there that like maybe this could be kkk related maybe this could be like there could be some type of practices going back in that cemetery that are related to this. Maybe then, not so much now, but right. maybe then. I'm I, guys, basically, I'm just throwing out everything because I just think it's so interesting with all the history, right? That the history surrounds, that surrounds it that surrounds that area. But my ultimate conclusion is. I don't think it's racist. I don't think it's KKK. I don't think it's satanic. I firmly believe that there are still descendants of William Crabb alive to this day. I believe that they still reside in that part of Indiana, um, either in Martinsville or Mahalasville. And I believe that they have now taken on this cult into something way beyond what William Crabb intended it to be. And um, they're doing some really weird stuff. So, uh, I'd be, uh, look, if I was ever back there in that cemetery, I think I'd be more freaked out running into some crazy ass crabites than I would be some, would be a woman in black. I think I'd probably be almost relieved to run into her. I'm like, hey girl, how you doing? Hey, what's up? Can you and baby Lester help a girl out and get me away from these crazy ass crabites? Like, I'm just saying. I mean, you guys can weigh in on your own, but I think I'd rather take my chances with a ghostly spirit of a woman that's mourning her child than some crazy ass perverted fucking cult members running around in the goddamn woods. Seriously, that actually freaked me out even more researching this. I'm like, what if there's still crazy ass members of the cult running around? Watch when we actually go visit this place that shit happened. Yeah. Yeah. No, thank you. We'll be our own found footage. We'll be our own found footage. I'll turn on my phone and be like, if you're finding this. Josh! I'm so so here right now. I feel like the end of the witch when you come to that one area and they're like all naked around the fire. Think, that would be kind of cool. I did mention that I thought that would actually be kind of neat. Black Philip just pop up like, what's yeah, up? Yeah, but if it's, it's, no, not, it's, not, if it's no, actually not, not that happening. No, not if it's them. No, no, sorry. No. No, psych. Psych, just kidding. Just kidding. I don't what really want that to do happen. you want? <laughs> no, like, seriously, though, I'm really excited to actually go visit that place yeah. and like, do some EVP. We we need to invest in a spirit box. I've heard they're very expensive. A good um, one runs around three hundred dollars. Yeah. So yeah, one day that's what one I heard. Yeah. One day, one day. But guys. for right now, all you seriously, you can literally just hit the record button on your phone, and your phone can actually act as a recorder because your phone is technically a piece of technology that they can use to draw energy from. Yes. So they can actually use that. So like you see on Ghost Adventures and Ghost Hunters, how they had that tiny little recorder in their yep. hands. Your phone works the same way. Exactly. Exactly the same way. So just has to the spirits 
you know, if, if anybody, which I would hope listening to this, you guys are like, oh, I totally believe in spirits, um, that they, they can pick up on certain frequencies like white noise and that can ultimately help attract them to giving some type of voice phenomenon that you can capture electronically. So, um, I think the spirit the spirit boxes are very interesting to me though because they use like radio frequencies, which is really neat because you can have like four or five stations go through and you're gonna have the same voice saying the same sentence going through all those stations. Yeah. You know what you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like it's so neat that they can do that, and you can actually get like individual not on not not that you don't get those on EVPs, but you can actually get individual voices. Like yeah. you get distinct voices on the spirit boxes. I just I can't believe I didn't make this distinction. And guys, I'm sure you guys, I'm sure some of you probably did listening to this, but this literally just hit me. So that movie, The Woman in Black, yeah. wasn't she mourning the death of a child? Oh my goodness. Yep. I'm not sleeping tonight. So, yay. That was actually a really good movie though. That movie scared the shit out of me. The second one was good too. Guys, to this to this day, I have not looked at her face at the very very end. Everybody's like, "Did you see her face?" I'm like, "No, I didn't look at that bitch's face." Weren't y'all paying attention to the movie? It's not that bad. Don't look at her face. You've seen worse. Don't look at her face. <laughs> I'm not looking at her face. Like, <laughs> her face. But, like, I literally just put two and two together, how it's a woman in black mourning her child. That's I that thought about that, too, when I was about. looking up, like, when doing my research, I was like, oh, interesting, it's a woman in black mourning her child. But, see, from what my dad, this was another thing my dad told me, from what my dad told me, that was an actual, so, Baby Lester, the, the grave site was from 1937, so... Apparently, the woman, it wasn't years later until the mother died. So for years, it was an actual woman. It was the mother dressed in, well, I guess what we assumed was the woman dressed in all black mourning. And when people would try to approach her to comfort her, she would run away. She she just would would just get up and run away. She either didn't want to be bothered or she just wanted to mourn on her own. And then I guess she must have died at some point. And then that's when people started seeing her spirit and it's always near baby Lester. Um, baby Lester will definitely be one of the most significant gravestones that a lot of people notice because people to this day still leave baby Lester gifts. Um, there's always little toys and trinkets and things left all around the grave, coins, toys, everything people, people leave because that's really sad. I mean, I've known women personally who have lost children, and I just couldn't imagine. I mean, this was her first baby, and it's born and only takes a couple of breaths and then dies. And then not long after that, her husband died. Like, this poor woman went had a lot of grief. So I can see why she spent a lot of her time at the cemetery mourning them, because, I mean, that would be hard. That would be so hard. I, I feel like it's her. I, and her spirit, I, especially staying there. Yeah. Her heart was with them. Yeah. So that really sucks. I feel like she's heartbroken. She would probably be the most distinctive one that I would want to contact. Absolutely. More than anything there. Just tell her that we're sorry, especially. Yeah, that we're so sorry. So, um, yeah, guys, that's all the information that I had. I mean, I. Unfortunately, there's not much. Guys, they're, they're really. I mean, I watched new. I watched local Indiana news articles, and even reporters local to the area didn't know a lot about the crabites or really the cemetery. Like I said, so once the cemetery was started by the family, it wasn't. You know, there was a really. It was a th a little thriving town, and then. You know, the Great Depression happened and, you know, they the guy moved out of the town. And once it became incorporated with the uh, Morgan Monroe State Forest and the state took it over, really nobody knew about this cemetery. I mean, this cemetery, except for, you know, like I said, there are gravestones all the way up till 2004. So I think that even families local to the area probably still buried their dead there. But really overall to the general public, for Almost 50 years, nobody knew about this cemetery. Nobody really knew, had a clue, until, like I said, in the 50s, boomed. College kids are driving back there to go make out, and all of a sudden, holy shit, it's this fucking cemetery in a town. Yeah, there's dead people everywhere. Um, 
so yeah, I've seen a lot of videos. Like I said, I've seen spirit box recordings. I've seen um, a lot of orbs. The picture, I love the picture that you posted. That that stump that you posted that it kind of goes back and forth on if that was the original one or not. That one is the one that's closest to Baby Lester's grave. And apparently that, that, that orb was her. Yeah. That was her. Yeah. For sure. I believe so. So we can't wait to go. I am so excited. I'm excited guys. too. We've got a whole We're trip so excited for like all of our on site podcasts. Those are gonna I'm be the so, best. Yeah. Especially this one because um we're also gonna visit Story Inn. There's a really tiny there was a tiny little incorporated town outside of Nashville, Indiana called Story. Um, and there was a home there that these hippies bought in the sixties that kind of turned into a bed and breakfast. And now apparently this bed and breakfast is very haunted. And there's one room in particular that's haunted by the blue lady. I don't know what's up with these colors. And it's blue lady, black lady, green lady, red lady. Like, oh my God. It's like Dr. Seuss. Okay. Um, I was about to say like one fish, two fish, two fish red, red fish, fish blue fish. fish. And... <laughs> So, um, yeah, we plan on staying there. Hopefully we see the blue lady. Hopefully we get to the cemetery and see some shit. Like, we're literally going to turn it into one big Indiana paranormal weekend. So we are super excited about it. So, um, yeah, guys, we really hope you enjoyed this podcast. We really hope you research. Like I said, shout out to Oddity Files again. If you guys get a chance to watch that episode on, on Step Cemetery, it's the entire episode is the spirit box. And it does take a minute before um they do start to get any type of activity but yeah really significant um pictures that they get um I think the one that really got me was when the guy it's apparently they were there in the summer and it was like sweltering hot and he got goosebumps all over and they made the point of saying like it is not cold out here at all there is absolutely no reason whatsoever why I should have goosebumps and that right there I'm I'm always I've always been one of these that like that's when you know it's almost oh, like yeah it's like sure. it's like your body it's like the, the a physiological response to spirit activity mm-hmm. it's like when you feel that so, big almost rush of cold air and you're like oh shit yeah that happens to me Something all the here. time yeah I get those I I uh I get them a lot, and I actually, like, when I react to them, I'll freak people out, because <laughs> I'll be like, Ugh! and they'll be like, oh my god, what happened, and I'll be like, just a cold chill, and they're like, what the fuck? <laughs> but it's like, not like you literally sound like you were just jumping out of your skin, but no, and I used to, my, it's funny, my mom used to tell me that that was, like, a spirit passing through you, so I'm like, well, I've had days where it's happened a lot, yeah. so I'm gonna need y'all to back off, <laughs> like, <laughs> can you pass by Yeah, can you just, like personal bubble why you gotta be all up in my business business. (laughs) all right guys we know this is the moment you've been waiting for yes are you ready drum Drum roll okay so last month me freddie's muse watched a movie on netflix called await further instructions thanks to becky gremlin because she actually watched it first and she mentioned to me, she's like, hey, this movie's actually good. You should watch it. So I did. Guys, I, I, if any of you have seen it, you'll know what I'm talking about. It, it. Wow. I, wow. I loved it. Uh, one of the absolute best original ideas I have seen for a horror movie. Probably since the fucking Conjuring. Yeah. I mean, you're, we're talking like something that's known by people. But the way it's brought to light is so neat. Just the way that they do it. It's so neat. I posted about it. I actually posted about it. And I was like, hey, this movie's really cool. I thought it was neat. Um, Fantastic job. And I'm all about, like, I love how Netflix has really built a platform for independent filmmakers. Especially independent horror filmmakers. Because this movie was such an original idea and was something that I had never seen before in that type of genre. And I'm, I am huge into, which I'm sure I probably mentioned it before, and this has nothing to do with paranormal, but I may make a separate podcast at some point. I'm, I'm big into conspiracy theories, guys. I'm big into government conspiracy theories. And there's a lot of crazy shit that happens in this movie that's big on, like, brainwashing and stuff like that, where I was, like, all up in it. 
So you're taking, you know, it's it's British horror, it's an independent film, you're taking like government weird conspiracy theory shit, you're putting a paranormal sci-fi twist on that. I'm like, sign me up immediately. So also literally huge. right after I watched it, I was like, Casper, you you need. <laughs> also huge um shout out to who the props dude because oh my god whoever did this look you guys they barely used there was like i don't even think there was any cgi this entire movie was like real props and it just reminded me of the thing i just went back to the 80s because like the whole thing that they used it was just it was incredible that was amazing if there was any cgi which there was a little bit probably just there a little was probably bit a little bit of cgi but the little bit that was used was like not even, it was just, it was perfect. It was just absolutely perfect. Yeah. The movie's very unsettling, guys. Like, it, it is very unsettling. It just, it, it, it creep, it just, you, you have such an unsettling, creepy feeling throughout the entire movie, and it's literally one of those, like, endings that, guys, I have not felt that fucked up after an ending since, like, Saw. Like, we're literally, like, it, it is such a slow burn, creep you the fuck out build. And then the end of the movie is like, what in the actual fuck did I just watch? Yeah. Like, I, I, yeah. It's been in a, a good long way. time. In a good, in a very <laughs> in good way. In a very way. good way. So I posted that and we, I got a, I got a couple of responses. I got a response from, um, I apologize. Give it was me. Uh, Grant Masters. Grant Masters was, was his name. name. Yeah. He is. He played um, the father. Yeah. He's the main. Kind of the main character in the movie. Yeah, um, he's... So there's... You pretty much... You start out with this couple. Um, a guy and a girl. It's his dad. Because they're getting together for Christmas. His dad is the one that messaged... Like, right back and he's like... Hey, man, thank you so much for... Um, you know, praising the movie and everything. But... Here's the kicker. So I get a response from... The guy who played Scott. Um, so there's two different couples. There's a son and a daughter. The son has a girlfriend. The daughter has a boyfriend. <clears throat> the daughter's boyfriend is played by Chris Sadler. And he has volunteered to come on our podcast and speak up for the movie. Our very first guest, guys. Our first guest is from a movie, guys. Our first don't fuck with the original official guest is from probably one of the best horror movies that you're going to watch on Netflix. Now, and that you, guys. especially that you've seen I'm, in a long time. I'm not even going to lie to you. If you guys, I really hope after this podcast or sometime you sit down and you watch this movie. Please watch this movie before next week. You will, you will want to, because I am so excited that he has volunteered to speak on behalf of this movie. And he He's been so sweet throughout this whole thing. He is, he's stoked. We're stoked. Yeah, the fact that, like, he was, you know, we didn't reach out to him. It was just the fact that Casper decided to put out there, like, hey, really love this movie, and got feedback not only from Grant, but then from Chris, and Chris saying, hey, I'd love to be on the podcast and talk about it. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> Excuse me? Excuse me? And this is where we're, like, super humble because it's, like... It's amazing. This is absolutely amazing. Um, the movie, uh, just really quickly, it's directed by a man named Johnny Kevorkian. Um, this is, I think, the third movie, third major movie he's ever directed. There was another one that he did. Um, I'm checking out his IMDb. It was called The Disappeared that came out in 2008. Um, and then he was also the director of a short um, called Fractured in 2007. So I apologize. Await Further Instructions would only be his second um, major movie. Um, there's also, if any of you, um, like I said, it's a British horror, so most of the actors in it uh, are familiar in um, England and playing in various TV shows over in the area. But one that you guys will probably distinctly remember, if anybody is a fan of Game of Thrones or Harry Potter, is David Bradley. Walter Frey! Yes. Who is a very distinguished British actor. Um, yeah, actually, he was even on the FX horror film series The Strain, which I read the books and watched a little oh bit of. God, it was really was. good. So he's Game of Thrones, The Strain, Harry Potter. Um, the character he plays in <laughs> Away Further 
Oh, honey, the character he plays in Game of Thrones, he's an asshole. Oh, okay. So he's he plays a complete an asshole very asshole. well, apparently. He's, and which is funny because Chris, Spoiler alert, but, Chris uh, and uh, Grant have both actually said that he's one of the nicest people you could ever meet. It always meet. is, guys. So. It always is. I've met John Bernthal and almost, he's didn't, not almost didn't want to meet him because I hated Shane so much. And I thought, if somebody can play a character that I can hate so much... We're talking about Shane from The Walking Dead, in case anybody's been living under a yes. rock for the last fucking 10 seasons. Um, Kill Shane! Yeah, he... I, I fucking hated this guy. And I, like, almost didn't even want to meet the person that played him, because I hated the character so much. But I thought, what a credit to an actor to be such, in real life, a lovable, caring, amazing person. But to play somebody that you literally hate so much. I have never rooted for a character death more in my life than I did for Shane. Yeah, she hasn't watched Game of Thrones, guys, so for she Shane has not wanted Joffrey. She doesn't understand the Joffrey. Okay, I do. Does. I mean, I know enough about it to know, and I do know Joffrey was a piece of shit. Ramsay is the worst so, uh, in the history of any show ever, Sorry, if Ramsay. we're spoiling... Look, and sorry. I'm, I'm about to give this... I'm about to tell y'all right now. <laughs> so, if a show or... If, look, if a show has been on for more than five seasons or a movie has been out longer than two years, <laughs> fuck you and your spoiler alert. If you haven't seen it yet, I don't know what to motherfucking tell you. So, Sorry. look, if it came out, like, two days ago, I'm not going to tell you. But if it's already on, like, if it's already on Netflix and Hulu, get with the fucking program. This is exactly why when we're talking it. about Await Further Instructions, we're not giving anything away. No. We don't, we don't want to tell you what it's about. We don't want to tell you... The original idea. We want you to watch it because it's still new. It's newer. So. Yeah, and we, we're going to structure some some questions for Chris that yes. are still going to be centered enough around the movie, but we're not going to give the movie away. We want to tell you guys enough about it to get you to watch it, but we don't want to give it away because it is really important that you watch it through to the very end and uh, kind of make your own conclusions on how you feel about it. Um. I also think it's really interesting that I actually read a critique about it. <laughs> if you want to call it a critique, a hater, basically. And so I, so this is literally what they wrote about what they hated about it. And they said the B movie, it was something to the effect of the B movie special effects reminiscent of old episodes of Doctor Who. And I'm like, that's everything that I loved about it. They actually even make a Doctor Who reference in the movie, too. Yeah, they which did. Which, like, made me super happy. It's like, why don't we just go home and watch the Doctor it's Who? It's because Christmas that weekend? right there is someone who was <laughs> raised in CGI. Yep. Even though I was raised in CGI, guess what? I appreciate prosthetics. Oh, I do. Old school. And I was the thing, the thing is really what turned me on to all of that shit. And because see, mine was Evil Dead. Mine was the original God, Evil, Dead, Evil Dead, which was which is what made me appreciate the fact the that they too. the fact that they didn't use any CG really any CGI at all in the remake mm -hmm. because in the first one, I mean, it's just it's they they had no, I mean there was literally no budget so it was all like claymation and shit and like just <laughs> I mean it was just but but it makes you appre I feel like it makes you appreciate it even more mm -hmm. and that's what I loved so much about this movie. This movie has a lot of symbolism in it. It has a lot. I mean, it really does. If you guys play really, really close attention, and like I said, if you're anything of a conspiracy theorist like I am with technology and the government and all that shit, you will totally get why this movie will creep you the fuck out and literally leave you at the end in the best way possible going, what the fuck did I just watch? So yeah, guys, next week, Chris Sadler. So guys, please watch it. Please, it's please watch it first. Further Instructions. It's on Netflix right now. Please watch it to get ready. Um, and we are just so excited to have Chris on. We cannot wait. We really can't. We're so excited. Very excited. So that's our big announcement. Yay. Yay. So that'll be next week. We actually have guys. another big announcement next week. Full of guests this month. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. So we're going to have a great, this is going to be a great month. Yeah. We've got a lot of. Oh, also Whorehound is next week, guys. So. Oh, yeah. I'm going to, you're going to be seeing a lot of posts from me for that. Because um, we got a shirt and we got some stickers to pass out, so that's yeah. exciting. So, uh, Casper's basically going to be one big, giant walking billboard that weekend. So, if anybody happens to see her, um, you're going to see her with the t-shirt on. We're going to see her with stickers. Stop so, me. Yeah, If please. you see me, stop me. We'll get a yeah. picture. 
All that. We'll, we'll give you a shout out on Twitter. All that yeah, shit. Absolutely. Yeah. If you guys are fans of the podcast that happen to be at Horror Hound Weekend in Cincinnati next weekend. Do you want a at sticker? At the Sharonville Convention Center. Please find Becky Gremlin. She'll be wearing a Don't Fuck With You. Casper, shirt. not Becky. Sorry, I'm Becky. She's Casper. Sorry. Um, I'm not speaking in third person. I would never do that. I'm not that pretentious. Uh... Casper will be wearing a Don't Fuck With The Original t-shirt. It's going to have our cast box link on the back of it. And she'll be passing out stickers. I just put one on my car. I put one on our laptop. Um, so, yeah. And uh, once we... Um, we definitely plan on starting... I know we kind of mentioned this before. I think we may have mentioned it maybe like in the first or second one. We are going to start a Patreon, guys. We will. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully by next month we will have a Patreon. And... Um, we do plan on having stickers and t-shirts as like a giveaway with our Patreon. Probably start off with the stickers and then maybe kind of move up from there. Um, and then uh, another thing that we'll probably have next month on top of the Patreon is we'll have uh, some sponsors too. So yeah. Hell yeah. It's going to be Big exciting, things coming guys. guys. We're excited. Humble beginnings to this now. Yep. Like who would have ever thunk it? Not me. <laughs> For fucking sure. All right, guys. Well, we will catch you next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. (laughs) Don't fuck with the original podcast. Because Wednesdays are for podcasts. See you guys. Have a good week. Peace out. Sorry.